Hi, and thanks for checking out our City Reach Philly podcast from wherever you are listening. We hope you are encouraged by this week's message. While I was praying, God spoke to my heart. And he said, Vanessa, there's a lot of people in my church, my children. There's a lot of, a lot of my children that are paralyzed. And today we're going to be talking about And you know what? Paralyzed, being paralyzed is not being able to move. Not being able to take action. You're being incapable of doing something, of even feeling. So one of the things, and, and, and I have the description right there, um, I don't know if my husband is here, Giovanni. Yeah. Yeah, so paralysis is complete or partial loss of function, especially when involving the motion or sensation in a part of the body. It's the loss of the ability to move. A state of powerlessness or incapacity to act. And there was a story that I was inspired by it, and I want to share with you guys before we enter into the message. If you could please put the video. It's a story about when Rick and I first started running. We never thought we'd be running a marathon, but we were able to do it, and we were able to qualify the way they wanted us. We didn't ask for any special consideration. The reason why I started marathoning is because of Rick. One of the cross players in the college was in an accident. He was paralyzed from the waist down, so they're going to have his charity road race to try to help raise some money so he could pay his medical bills. I wanted to show someone I knew he could still lead a productive life. That is why I turned to my dad and said, we have to run in this race. Well, at the time, I was 40 years old. I was not a runner. I used to run maybe three times a week, a mile each time. All we had was a wheelchair, which was prescription form fitted for Rick Boy. And we had a hard time pushing him in it, never mind running in it. But we went down to the race. The gun went off, and Rick and I took off with all the other runners. We finished the whole five miles coming in next to last, but not last. And when we got home that night, he wrote on his computer, Dad, when I'm running, it feels like my disability disappears. From there, we started to enter many races. And eventually, we ran in our first Boston Marathon. When you start running races, what's the ultimate goal? the Boston Marathon. So we applied for the Boston Athletic Association and they turned us down. They said, no, you're different than anybody else. You can't run in the marathon. But what they did say is if you want, you can line up behind us and run. And that's what we did in 1981. And we ended up running our first marathon in three hours and 18 minutes. And that beat 85% of all the other runs. The big thing to me is for people to accept Rick for the way that he is. Because when Rick was first born, you know, they said, put him away, put him in institution. He's gonna be nothing but a vegetable for the rest of his life. 
Today Rick's 52 years old, and we still haven't paid a for what kind of vegetable he is. But you know, he's graduated from high school, he's graduated from Boston University, he lives all by himself in his own apartment, and Rick and I have competed in over 1,100 athletic events in the past 34 years. My disability does not get in the way of things. I travel around to schools and organizations, and I travel all around the world competing in triathlons and road races. So, as you can see, I may be disabled, but I live a very fulfilling life. Dick and Rick Hoyt, world-famous father and son. 213 was supposed to be our last Boston Marathon. But Rick and I talked, and we decided we're going to go back and run this year in honor of the people who got killed and the people who got injured. 2014 is very important to me for two personal reasons. First, this last year, the bombers took cheers of the crowd the last month. Second, I feel a personal debt to the crowd that won. One last mile, but we run past them. Here we see a rig that was physically disabled. What if his parents would listen to the doctors? What if they would also they would also believe that he didn't have no hope? That he was just a vegetable. That he was not going to be capable of doing nothing or reaching nothing. But what happened? Today, Rick is recognized as the world changer. He saved lives. He receives letters all the time of people trying to commit suicide because they've been through a tragedy and they didn't find hope. But through his story, they were inspired. So he's Rick graduated from the university. He received a bachelor's in special education. He lives on his own. Thanks to Rick and his father, Dick, to be, that they were courageous. Today, there are millions of disabled children participating in sports. Thanks to Rick, you don't fit. You're not capable, you're different. You're not going to be able to participate in sport, but because they kept insisting, they never gave up. They kept knocking those doors because they believed that he was able. Today, thousands of people that suffer his same condition are able to express themselves because of that special device that his father invested in. He was brave and courageous enough to find engineers to build the first device for people with his condition to be able to communicate. And thanks to that device, he was able to graduate from the university and he was able to write books that today is inspiring millions of people. What if? Rick was recognized even by the president of the United States. Rick didn't, he didn't even, he didn't run one, one time. They run thousands of times. He never gave up. 
And you know what, church? He said that while he was running, he didn't feel that he was handicapped. You know why? Because the church, we need to be running. God did not create us to be paralyzed. God did not create us to be stuck. That is not our purpose. But even though Rick was physically paralyzed, mentally, he wasn't. And that's why he was able to reach the impossible. That's why he was able to change people's lives. That's why he was able to create a history. That's why he's always going to be remembered. And that is God's vision for the church, guys. That is God's vision for you and me. He, want, he wants us to create a story. He wants us to make a difference in people's lives. And this is why this morning, church, God is asking us to get unstuck. If you are paralyzed, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what is, what is your situation. I don't know what process you're going through. But my God is able. My God is able. My God is able to do the impossible. He only needs your decision. He only needs for you to be courageous and take that first step. In, in that story, I was able to see God through the Father. Because we feel like Rick sometimes, right? We feel incapable. We feel that sometimes we even feel like we're running in, in circles, right? That we put a lot of efforts and we don't accomplish nothing and then we want to give up. But Rick, even though he couldn't speak, even though he couldn't walk, he didn't see no limits. What if his parents would have put would would have, um, would believe the doctors? We would never met the giant that was inside of Rick. The treasure that he carried inside of him, even though in, in his crippled crippled body. There's a verse, a powerful verse that I want to share with you guys on 2 Corinthians chapter 4 that says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. So it doesn't matter how you feel. God just needs you to believe. Because it's not through your power. It's not through your ability. It's God through you. It's through God's power. He is able. He is able. It's only through God that we can overcome. It's only through God that we could achieve our goals. We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned because we have our Father that always watches over us. Struck down, but not destroyed. 
The doctors gave a sentence on Rick's life. They told Rick, you're not worth it. He's not gonna live. He's gonna be a vegetable. There's nothing that you could find in him. Father, parent, don't waste your time. Just put him in an institution. But what a story. He was able to prove those doctors wrong. He was able to believe that, they, that they, he had a giant inside of him. So church, there is a treasure inside of you. God wants you to discover that treasure that is inside of you. But for you to be able to see that giant, that treasure that is inside of you, you can't be paralyzed. You can't be stuck. You cannot be in disbelief. You need to trust that you have a God, a powerful God, that he already paid the price, he took your burdens, so, so you and me could be free. Amen? Amen? There's a story in the Bible that I want us to go to in the book of John. Chapter 5, verse 2. And it says, it talks about a man that also was paralyzed, he was sick. And verse 2 says, Inside the city near the sheep gate was the pool of Bethesda, with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick, for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, Would you like to get well? Would you like to be healed? But this man said, I can't. I can't, sir, for I have no one to put me in the pool. When the water bubbles up, someone else always come ahead of me. How many times God has asked us if we want to be healed? How many times God has asked us that he wants to intervene in that situation that you're going through? How many times God has not the doors of your heart so you could let him enter and take over. And you probably didn't, didn't look at the opportunity and just you just focused on the problem. This man, unlike, unlike um, as Rick, as we saw Rick, he was paralyzed physically but also mentally. Because for 38 years, he was in this place where people were getting healed. He witnessed other people getting healed. But because he tried several times and it didn't happen, he gave up. How many times have we tried? And because it didn't happen for us, it didn't happen for others, we give up. We stop believing. It happened to me. 
I have experienced that too. But one thing that I learned from Rick is that we need to be determined. We need to persevere. We need to be consistent. We need to believe. We need to have a bold faith. We need to trust that God is going to do it. That if he said the word, he's going to do it because he's faithful. Because my God has never lied. There is no word that my God has said that it has not come. That it has not been accomplished. My God is real. He's able. He does not lie. So we see this man physically and mentally paralyzed. We see that the day of breakthrough came to him. He went, that day that he waited for 38 years finally came. And when Jesus was standing in front of him and asking him, do you want to get healed? He was focused on the angel. He was focused on the people that didn't help him. He was focused on the people that went before him. When he had in front of him the almighty God that was able to change his story. That almighty God that was ready to change his story. That almighty God that was able to heal him. God wants to change your story today, church. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Because in order to have revival, you need to empty yourself from your old you. If you want God's kingdom in your life, if you want the heavens to come to earth, if you want to experience the glory of God, you need to empty yourselves of you. God cannot pour the new things and the blessings that he has for your life Amen. until you empty yourself. And sometimes we don't want to do that. We put our focus in the wrong places. His miracle had come. His miracle was there. It was right in front of him. He just needed to say yes. Just a simple word. Yes. I want to be healed. But instead, he was focused on the problem. He was focused on his past. He was focused on the things that didn't work. Instead of focusing on the miracle that God was ready to release in his life that day. And that happens to us sometimes. Sometimes we focus too much on our problem. And we're, we, we get blind. And we don't see that God is ready to release a miracle in your life. Amen. That that you have been praying for so many years. I don't know how many years you have been praying, church. But God is telling you this morning, I'm ready. I'm ready. Are you? I'm ready. I'm ready. I want to heal you. I want to change you. Let me intervene. Let me take the wheel. Let me take control of your life. I'm ready. I'm asking you. Can you please let me? Can you please allow me? Can you? Another thing that I that we could learn about this story is we need to be aware of, of our surroundings. 
was in a place for 38 years where they were handicapped, blind, a lot of sick people. So him seeing sick people every day, all the time, what happens? It became normal in his life. He was mentally paralyzed. He believed that there was no hope for him. That 30 long years had passed by and he was not going to receive his miracle. Because there were too many people around him that were still sick. Because he tried so many times and he probably failed. But let me tell you something, church. Us, the children of God, those who have been redeemed by his blood, failure is not part of our vocabulary. We don't fail. We don't fail. Our God don't fail. And because our God don't fail, we don't fail because we are his sons, right? Every time that you work on something, don't use the word failure. Don't use that word. Failure is a learned lesson. You're just learning a new lesson so you could do it better the next time. We are not failures. So today I want to expose the lies of the devil. Those lies. I don't know what he's telling you right now. I don't know what he's talking to you in your ears. I don't know what he has placed in your heart. I don't know what you're going through. But Jesus is telling you today, you're not a failure. You're not a failure. No, I am your God. I am your Father. Yes, Lord. He got comfortable in his discomfort. That sometimes happens to us too. We don't like the situation, but it becomes so normal in our lives that we become comfortable. And we stop praying about it. But you know what? That paralyzes some parts of your body. Because then you start questioning God, God, what's going on? Why am I going through this? Why? Why? What, what's going on with me? Why you don't talk to me? Why you, why you don't answer? Why? Why I always have to go through this all this situation, all this all this negativity? It's not God. It's you. It's not God. It's me. We got too comfortable. We got we stay stuck. God is asking you, would you let me? Would you allow me? Take control of your life. He became blind because when the opportunity came to him to receive his healing, he couldn't see it. He couldn't see it. And that happens to us a lot, church. But you know how we are able to discern and to know when it is our time to receive our blessing? Through his presence. Through his presence. We need to have an intimacy with God. How are you going to 
recognize his voice when you don't speak to him? How are you going to recognize your father when you don't talk to him? How are you going to recognize your father and know him when you don't read his word? How, church? How? And because of this, we miss out on a lot of blessings and opportunities. So God is inviting you. If you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling paralyzed, you need to get unstuck today. You need to get unstuck today. Today, God wants to do a breakthrough in your life, in your family, in your situation. Do you believe it, church? Do you believe it? Yes. You know what? It's so important, church, that we allow God to do that in our lives. We become sometimes so busy and so distracted that we become numbed. Mentally paralyzed. Where we cannot feel, hear, see, and even talk to God. How many of you have been going through a situation where you cannot even talk to God? But we need to recognize it. We need to ask God to search inside our hearts and show us what needs to be changed. Those areas of our lives that are stuck or paralyzed and that God needs to heal it. He wants to do that for us today, church. Let's give him the opportunity to do it. It's in your hands. You have to make the decision. God wants to do it. But he needs you. He needs you. Rick couldn't accomplish everything that he accomplished by himself. But with his father, he was able. There's things that we, we're not going to be able to accomplish it on our own. Nothing. I'll say everything. We need God. We'll be lost without God. So let's walk with him. Let's walk with God. Another point that I also want to bring, sometimes when we are stuck or paralyzed, we don't want to recognize that it's our fault. No, it's not my fault. It was because of my mom. She was, she, she gave me an adoption. And that's why I, I act like this. That's why I, ran, I make the wrong decisions. It's my past. You don't know my story, Vanessa. This is why I cannot move forward. You don't know my story, Vanessa. That's, this is why I cannot forget or forgive. It's always easier to please others. It's easier to stay stuck and victimize ourselves like this man. 38 years, and he was still being a victim and trying to blame others when God was ready to give him his blessing. He told Jesus that he didn't have nobody to take him, but that was not a question. Jesus didn't want to know what happened to him. He, didn't, he was not interested in none of that. He just needed an answer. Do you want to be healed? Yes or no? That's all that God is asking us today. He don't God knows your story. He's been there. But God has a better story for you. 
Your, your destiny doesn't have, doesn't have to end. Like your mind is telling you in, in sadness, depression, misery. That is not God's goal for our lives. That is not our goals. And this is why today he wants to break our paralysis. He don't want us to be unstuck. He don't want us to be unstuck. We cannot be unstuck. The church needs to be a movement. The church needs to be a movement. This is why Rick said, I don't feel handicapped when I'm running. When I'm running with my father, I don't feel handicapped. Why? Because he's moving. He's moving. When you stay sad and depression and anxiety, thinking about your problems, thinking about what happened to you, thinking about all the people who betrayed you, thinking about all the people who lied to you, thinking about all the people who didn't help you. Oh, you're going to stay paralyzed. You're going to stay stuck. God is telling you today, I want to pray. I want, I want to pray through for your life. I want to break that from your life. I want your past to affect your present or your future. No. Don't bring your past to your present or your future. God, God has something better for you. But you just need to believe Him. You just need to trust Him. Sometimes we become too dependent on people. It's easier for me to go to Yvette and talk to her about my problems and try to seek help from her and talking to my father that he, he could do the impossible. Let's start relying more on God and trusting God in our process. Do not allow your past dictate your future. Don't let your negative experience ruin your victories because God has victory for you. You are already victorious. Who, who told you something else? Who told you something different? No, it's a supernatural. God already gave you the victory. So you need to stop believing the lies of the devil. No, you need to stop believing those lies. Because it's a supernatural. You are more than conqueror. You are victorious. You already overcame. You don't need to overcome. Because you already overcame. You already overcame and you gained in God. We don't lose. We gain. We win. We learn. We never fail. I don't want to hear nobody saying, I failed. That's not part of our vocabulary. Thirty-eight years, and this man allowed his logic paralyze him. Not only physically, but mentally. 38 years and he allowed his logic and what he saw with his eyes made him believe that he would never get healed. Made him believe that he was not worthy of a blessing. Made him believe that the only, his only ending or destiny was just to surrender, give up, and die. He gave up. He already gave up. That's why Jesus asked him. He, he couldn't even answer yes because he didn't, he didn't think that that could happen for him. And sometimes that happens to us too, church. We think that 
It's for prayer, but not for me. God doesn't have favorites. You're special. God loves you. God loves us all the same. Yes, it is for you. You need to start opening, opening your, your mouth and start asking God for big things. Because even in that, we need to change church. We don't know how to pray. Our God is big. He is a mighty God. He owns everything. He owns this earth. He owns, he owns the riches of this earth. So you need to start speaking. Speaking the things that you don't see to existence. Yes, Jesus. God wants you to know, church, that no matter what, if you trust in Him and you allow Him to work in your life, to take control of your life, there's nothing that you can that you cannot accomplish. We need to determine ourselves to win and never give up. The church needs to be in movement. We cannot be stuck or paralyzed. If we feel stuck or paralyzed today, God wants to break it. Today, God wants to break it. And when I was praying, God showed me people that could see, literally, but they were blind because they don't, they, their vision was blurry. They didn't have no vision. They were too distracted. They were too busy. They could hear, but they couldn't hear God's guidance. They were deaf. God wants to bring it today. So if you feel stuck, if you feel paralyzed, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you because God, I believe God, and until that is broken from your life, you're not going to feel fulfilled. You're going to feel incomplete. You're going to stay stuck. You're going to always feel paralyzed. You're going to feel crippled. God doesn't need you to feel like that or be like that. That is not his goal. That is not his vision for your life. So today is the day of your miracle. Today is the day of your miracle. Today is the day of your change. God wants an encounter. God wants an encounter with you. God wants you to encounter him, to have an encounter with him too. God wants to have a relationship with you, church. Will you allow him? So if you don't know God, if you don't have God in your heart, and I want to ask the church to stand up, please. One thing I could say is that we, it's hard. This life is too difficult. And it's hard to live without God. I don't see myself without God. So if you're struggling and you're going through different situations that, and you feel overwhelmed, God is here. He want to take your burden. He want to carry your weight. He don't want you to feel overwhelmed or depressed or lonely. So, I want to pray for you today because I believe that you're not living this place the same. God has a miracle for you, church, today. All of, the, all of those that
that has a physical illness, I want you to please come to my right-hand side because I want the intercessor to pray specifically for physical healing. And on my left side, I want everybody that knows and recognized. You're not going to be able to receive a change, a change in your life if you don't recognize it. You need to hold yourself accountable and, and know that you need God. Know that you need a change in your life. Know that there's parts of your life that are paralyzed. Because God wants to change that today. Today is your day. Today is your opportunity. So take advantage. So all of you who have mental, emotional, if you feel mentally, emotional paralyzed, we're going to pray for you too. If you're struggling, if you're going through depression, if, you, if you're having anxiety, panic attack, if you feel lonely, if you feel sad, if you feel like you want to give up, if you feel like you don't have no hope, if you feel like you don't want to get, get out of your house every day, we want to pray for you. There's breakthrough for you this morning. Maybe physically we're not sitting in this chair, but mentally, emotionally, we are. We are. We are. But God said enough is enough. God wants you to say today, enough is enough. I'm starting over. I want a new beginning in my life. I want a new beginning in my life and I want to walk with you, Lord. I refuse to stay stuck. I refuse to stay the same. I refuse. I refuse to believe the life of the devil. I refuse to believe that I'm not worthy. I refuse to believe that I'm not capable. I refuse to believe those words that I was told when I was young. Those words that I was told when, when I was in a violent relationship. I refuse to believe that I don't have no value. I refuse to believe that I have to stay in misery. I refuse to believe that there is no hope for me.
week we hope you enjoyed the message please subscribe rate and comment on itunes or whatever podcast platform you listen on have a blessed week